And we are live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Matthew Paris Show. I'm your host, Matthew Paris. I do not have a guest today, um, but we will. Uh, I'm going to be on my sh- uh, my show by myself. We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. We're going to talk about college football. We're going to talk about the NFL a little bit. We're going to talk about Major League Baseball. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so let's get right into it. Uh, college football is upon us. We had our first week. Uh, it was a fun Saturday. Uh, let's talk about... One of the biggest upsets, a great game, TCU versus Colorado, uh, the Horn Fogs versus the Buffaloes. It was great. Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, has made his uh, debut in the uh, for Colorado. It's great. His son, uh, Shador Sanders, was quarterback. He threw for 510 yards. He set a Colorado Buffaloes record. Um, very close game after uh, – facing number 17, TCU. It was a close game. It was back and forth. It was a seesaw matchup. TCU was winning. Colorado was winning. Um, but at the end of it, it turns out that Colorado uh, did end up taking it. I believe it was 45-42. And uh, so congratulations to Coach Prime and uh, Coach Deion Sanders. It's funny. As a player, he was known as Neon Dion. You know, he played both ways. He played receiver. He played corner. On the defense, he had two Super Bowl rings as a player, one with the 49ers when they beat the San Diego Chargers in that Super Bowl, and one with the Dallas Cowboys when they uh, beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in that Super Bowl. So uh, two Super Bowl rings, you know, um, retired from football. He's a he's going to be a ballot Hall of Famer for pro football in Canton, Ohio. He is uh, started after football. He went to ESPN, I believe, and ended up working in the media as a football analysis. And then he went to uh, – he decided again to coach. He was a head coach for Jackson State at one point, ended up turning that program around. Jackson State is a you know all-African-American school, ended up turning that program around. I believe his record at Jackson State was 37-9. and nine. He was there for a short period of time. But great, great uh, – you know, great coach, great player, obviously. Went from Neon Dion now to Coach Prime. Um, so Colorado, TCU, great game. Uh, Shadur Sanders, his son. We have a quarterback, father um, duel right there. Um, yeah, so Dion is is uh, head coach, and and uh, Shadur Sanders is the quarterback. So he Shador Sanders threw for uh, 510 yards set a Colorado Buffaloes record. And then um, Coach Prime, Dion, uh, got his first one. So congratulations to him. It was interesting because in the post game, Dion said, you know, God bless, God bless everyone. God is good. Uh, God bless America, which is good. So he's a religious guy. And, um, you know, God bless uh, football and everything else. It's interesting because Dion Sanders, um, as a player, he uh, played both ways. He played baseball and he played football, kind of like Bo Jackson did back in the late 80s. So Dion had um, had played baseball. He was in the World Series with the Atlanta Braves, won two Super Bowl rings. I, I don't know. If, I don't think he won that World Series with the Atlanta Braves. He might have, but I don't think he did. And um, he um, – so now he's a coach in the post game. It was interesting in the post game because he called out actually one of the press. He said, "You guys can look it up on YouTube." He said, uh, "You know, hey Bobo." He goes, "I saw all that junk that you write about us, and that you know now we won it and stuff like that." So it was interesting. It's a funny guy. He was interesting that he called out um, one of the press guys about winning. But congratulations to him. It was a great game. Moving on, college football. Uh, we had Texas versus Rice. 
Texas ended up winning 37 to 10. Quinn Hewers uh, was the starter. It wasn't Arch Manning, although Arch Manning at the time was warming up uh, for a uh, quarterback position for Texas. But Quinn Hewers was left in there. It was actually a pretty close, close game. In the first drive, Rice, the Rice Owls, actually ended up uh, getting a field goal out of it. So at one time early in the game, early uh, – uh, in the first quarter, it was about eight minutes in there, and Rice was actually winning three to zero. Texas comebacks, scores a touchdown. It's seven three. Uh, Rice tries to go back down there. Texas defense stops him. Texas goes back down, scores, I believe, uh, a field goal, ten uh, three, and then goes into um, goes into uh, you know actually I think Texas score another uh, touchdown, so it was seventeen three, and then they go into halftime. Halftime happens, uh, and then Texas in the third quarter just blew it open. They did play at the uh, Longhorns in Austin, Longhorn Stadium in Austin, Texas Memorial Stadium. So, um, so yeah, it was a pretty good game. I watched some of that game. Uh, it was really good. Quinn Hewers, I think, needs some work. He, you know, it's not that mobile in the pocket, and he needs to work on his accuracy a little bit. So, uh, they did warm up Arch Manning at one point, but uh, Arch Manning never saw the game. Sarkeesian decided not to bring him in. So congratulations to the Longhorns on their victory over Rice. Uh, the next game, though, next week's game, next Saturday, is going to be great. It's Texas versus uh, Alabama. It's the um, it's Nick Sarkeesian versus Nick Saban. So uh, that's going to be a great game. Let's see what happens there. Um, and I'll be watching that game on Saturday. So it's going to be great. Uh, let's move on. Texas A&M, the Aggies, uh, end up winning their game 52-10 to 10 over New Mexico. Um, it was a good game. I saw the second half of it. I was at work at first, but then I saw the second half of it. It was a great game. Cotter Whitman, Texas A&M quarterback, looked great. His uh, mobility looked good. He looked good in the pocket. He, um, his accuracy looked pretty good. So uh, Texas A&M just blew it open uh, 52-10 over New Mexico. Texas A&M, the Aggies now have Miami, the University of Miami Hurricanes at Miami. Uh, so that game is, should be an exciting one, and I look forward to watching that game. It's going to be great. Uh, moving on to other stuff, we had a huge, huge upset, not just with the Colorado game and TCU, but we had another huge upset. Texas State uh, ended up beating Baylor, the Baylor Bears, and uh, at Baylor. So um, that was a very uh, interesting game. I did not watch that game. Um, Texas State ended up winning, uh, I believe, pretty good, too, uh, by a few touchdowns, I think by two touchdowns. And um, so we'll see what happens there with uh, the Baylor Bears uh, and their football team. Um, and not so great news, I have to say that, because I'm a Texas Tech graduate. Texas Tech ended up losing a stunner versus Wyoming at Wyoming. Um, we were Texas Tech. I say we because I went there. Texas Tech ended up uh, – at halftime, 17 to zero over Wyoming. So we were winning the game. And then Wyoming came back in the second half. It was a dog fight. It ended up in two overtimes and Wyoming pulled it out. So uh, congratulations to Wyoming Cowboys. But come on, Texas Tech, let's go. Let's do this. Um, as far as Texas Tech football goes, uh, we'll see what we got this year and head coach Joey McGuire. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what Texas Tech has. Let's move on real quick. In uh, Major League Baseball, MLB. The American League West is heating up in the race. Um, the New York Yankees uh, swept the Houston Astros in their uh, their games, so and a lot of them were at Minute Maid. So um, it's tightening up. The Astros were in second place for the wild card round, 
and then now they've been bumped back to third place when I looked it up this morning. Texas Rangers have moved up to second place, and the reason for that being is the Astros have more wins than the Rangers, but the Astros also have more losses than the Rangers. So out of the losses, the Rangers have been bumped up to second place in the wild card round. Um, it's heating up. Seattle Mariners are still in first place um, with 77 wins. Mariners and Astros are tied for 77 wins. Um, so we'll see. Uh, again, you know, the reason the Astros are not second or in first place is because of uh, the, the loss percentage the Astros has. And uh, the Texas Rangers and the Seattle Mariners have less losses in uh, the American League West. So um, we're coming down to the end of the wire. It's a close race. It's a fight to the finish. We'll see if the Astros are from Houston. So let's see if the Astros pull it out. I don't know. In other baseball news, the Atlanta Braves are doing really well. A lot of people are predicting them to go to the World Series and win it this year. Um, I could see that. Now, if you ask me early on who I thought was going to go to the World Series at the start of the season, I would have said, or even before the All-Star break, I would have said the uh, Tampa Bay Rays because the Tampa Bay Rays started really strong. But, of course, baseball is a long season before we get to October. And um, – now we have the Atlanta Braves coming up. So the Atlanta Braves look really, really strong. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays still look pretty strong. And uh, a few other teams are, are coming up as well, you know, including the Los Angeles Dodgers and, and, and whatnot. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But the Astros should have at least taken one of the games out of the New York Yankees uh, instead of being swept by them. Um, in other news, let's talk about our history segment of the show. Vince Papali. Vince Papali, uh, many, many, many years ago, early 80s, had uh, from Philadelphia, Philadelphia guy. He was a bartender. This aspiring story. He was a bartender. And uh, once Dick Vermeil was hired by the Philadelphia Eagles as their head coach at that time, uh, Dick Vermeil had announced an open tryout at the uh, Philadelphia Eagles complex at the time. And Vince Papali, who was a local Philly kid bartender, went down there to try out. He um, ended up doing really well, you know, caught some passes. A lot of people that went down there just went down there kind of make fun of it and whatnot. Uh, a lot of them were very unathletic to play professional football. But Vince came in. He caught passes. He did really well. I was 40 uh, in tryouts. He did really well. Dick Vermeil took notice of this and invited him out to uh, training camp. Goes to training camp. Does really well at training camp, ends up earning a spot at, on the roster after preseason for the Philadelphia Eagles during that time. He played special teams. He was, I believe, kickoff return. And I believe he was punt guy. Uh, as a matter of fact, during kickoff, he uh, he uh, ended up, you know, getting down there quickly, running fast. He was a really fast runner, and he could hit pretty well. He hit the guy uh, with the football. He didn't call a fair catch or anything like that. Ended up causing fumbles. And whatnot. He also played defense. Um, he could get to the uh, get to the line of scrimmage quickly. He could fill the gap, and he could hit pretty pretty hard. If anybody wants to look up Vince Papali's highlights on YouTube, you can go ahead just type in Vince Papali in the search engine, and it should come up. All his highlights from the Philadelphia Eagles will come out, and uh, it's pretty interesting to watch. He was a really good player for a guy who never played. You uh, know, he really did come from anywhere. He was a bartender in Philly, so. Aspiring story. They did do a movie on it, I believe, from Disney. It's called Invincible. Uh, Mark Wahlberg stars as Vince Papali. It was released, uh, I think, like 10 years ago, 9, 10 years ago. Very, very good movie. Very good movie. I highly suggest anybody check it out. And that's our history segment of the show. Um, that's about it, really. You know, I don't have a guest or anything like that. So I just, you know, 
come in and talk sports real quick. Um, let's talk about my books real quick. You can find my books. Uh, I was a coach for 14 years, so you can find Preparing Athletes for the Future on Amazon. You could also find my other books, uh, Honor Among uh, Players, uh, which is about the Houston Rockets championship in 1994 against the New York Knicks, seven games. Uh, it's fact-based versus uh, I had some fictional characters. Um, it is kind of a not, it takes a novelistic approach to it, but um, it is about, you know, what happens around there and how the city of Houston came together at that time to celebrate their, one of their first championships, probably the first championship against the New York Knicks. Of course, everybody knows the Rockets that went on to uh, 1995 and repeat back-to-back versus the Orlando Magic has swept them in four games. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. Um, yeah, uh, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, it's been a great time. It's been a great show. Come in here and talk to you guys real quick. Don't forget to hit that little subscribe button right down there. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris Show, and I will talk to you guys very, very soon. All right, guys, take care. All right, bye.